Hola. Um, I say hola because that's all the Spanish I know, and I thought I'd show off a little bit since I spent the last week in Peru. Um, in case you don't know, myself and uh, a couple of other pastors, Josh and Grant, got through. And in the video that you're about to see, you're about to see the area in which we were able to be a part of planting this church. You're going to hear a little bit from the pastor. You're going to see some kids that are being sponsored by you. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So check this out. So we asked a question a few months ago, what if God used us to change a city? And what you're seeing by way of video and what you're going to hear by way of stories is our witness of seeing that happen in Cerro, Colorado. So Grant, man, come share your heart and what you got to experience there. And so it was last September, I think, or October that we posed this question to you guys and said, you know, what if God used us to change a city? Not just here in our own community, our own city here in uh, Benton, uh, in this area, but also another city on, on another country, in another country. And what could God do through us? How could God use us? Um, and church, you answered it. And I just want to thank you guys for doing that. And what you kind of got to see was um, the church building that, that was put up. You got to see some of the classrooms that are being used. You got to see some of those children that are being sponsored. And that's because of your love and generosity. That's because of you allowing God to use you to simply love other people. Um, and I love what Pastor Dario said about what this has done is it's opened up doors to these homes, to these families uh, of the gospel to be shared. And I, I want to share with you guys a uh, picture about to come up, come up on the screen of Jose Luis. Jose Luis is the, the child that me and my wife Ashley sponsor. Uh, he did not want me to hold him. He wanted his mom to be there in the picture. So that's why you see his mom there. Um, and so that's who we sponsor. Um, but it's because of our sponsorship and, and the way that we're able to have a relationship with him that it's actually able to open up the door for the gospel to be taken into that home. Um, so one thing I learned is that we got to go on several home visits and see, okay, we got to actually put a, a face to a name, actually got to go see where these kids are at and the kind of situations in the, uh, that they're living in. What we saw is not every kid in the home was sponsored yet. They were still waiting on somebody to sponsor them. And what would happen is, say Jose Luis, he's the only child in his family, one of three, um, that was being sponsored. Compassion takes care and does a lot for that whole family. And so it's not just you sponsoring and impacting one child. You're literally helping the gospel be being taken through the doors into this family, into this home, to the mom and dad and to the other siblings and to their surrounding families. And so it's just not you impacting one child. It's you impacting an entire family, an entire community. And I want to say thank you guys for taking that step of loving on these children, of loving on these families. And know it's going so much further than we could have ever imagined because of what God is doing because of what God is doing in this community. Um, uh, next picture that's going to come up is uh, Evelyn. Uh, Evelyn is another student that did not want to take her picture with me. Um, and so she uh, uh, was very, very shy, and I cannot even describe how shy she was. And so Josh and Kyle got these great picturesque photos with their kids. I did not. Um, but Evelyn, you see her holding up a shirt, and that shirt says HCSM on it. Church, your students on Wednesday nights, um, they talk about and pray about Evelyn and Gerald. Gerald is a kid from Kenya that they sponsor as well. But I was able to go to Evelyn's home and tell her parents that there are over 100 students every Wednesday night that talk about her and that pray for her. And, and that's one way that our students can also give back. And it's a great thing that Nick has done to allow our students to do that as well. Uh, parents, uh, aunts, uncles, grandparents, whatever, if your student comes on Wednesday nights, we've challenged them and told them that they need to bring a quarter every Wednesday night. That's all they got to do. That if every student brings just one quarter, that we can sponsor um, Evelyn and Gerald for the month and then some. That's all they have to bring is one quarter a night. So hold them to that so we can just simply love on Gerald and Evelyn. And they also get the opportunity to write them letters as well. 
Um, the next uh, uh, photo you're about to see uh, was a family affected by a flood. I'm just kind of speaking to, again, what, what your dollars go to, uh, what your generosity goes to. Uh, this family had um, their home de uh, devastated by a great flood a couple of years ago. Um, and so the government ended up coming in and building two brick uh, small rooms because their house was only built out of straw. Um, what you see is a, a mule right there, and behind it is a cow, and it's just like literally like in their back room, if, if you want to say that, um, in their back room. But what the government did was came back and built that, but there's a couple months that they didn't have any place to live, and so Compassion stepped in, gave them food, gave them tents to sleep in, and just to help these families out. And again, helping them see these people who, who they don't know come and love on them. And what it's done is it's opened up the door for them to build these relationships with these people, and it's opened up the door for the gospel to be spread, for them to learn and, and find out about why are these people loving them so much. And it reminds me of the verse, John 13, 35, and by, uh, by this, everyone that know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And simply just us taking that step and loving our brothers and sisters in Christ and loving those in our community and loving those in a community in Peru, it allows us to share the gospel. And I want you guys to know that that's what we're able to see and would love for you guys to see that later on as well. Uh, but thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. Next thing is, I'm going to end with this, is the Compassion app. We learned about this. Um, I'm the worst at writing a letter. Um, and so if you are like me, this is going to be a great tool for you. You can download the Compassion app and if it's as simple simple as sending a text message, you can write a letter to your child. I got to meet a few kids and they said, yeah, we have a sponsor. It's like, who is it? Who is it? And they said they didn't know the name because they hadn't received any letters yet, okay? I'm not pointing you out. I'm pointing that at me because I'm one of those individuals. This app allows you to simply send your child a note, a letter, whatever, just to keep in contact with them. And don't just write something to the kids, write something to the families as well to let them know you're praying for them and want to be an encouragement for them. And at that, I'm going to pass it off to Josh. Gracias. Hola. Y'all just witnessed my extent of knowledge within the Spanish language, so I can count to 10, so I got that. Uh, man, wow, what a trip. Uh, you know, I've had experience with uh, Compassion in the past and uh, knew that they did things well, uh, but this trip just, uh, just took that up a few notches. Uh, they do things meticulously well and it's all gospel-centered. Uh, this first picture that you'll see is a picture of, of folders, and um, so that young lady there holding the yellow folder, she went through all of, all of that, but they keep a folder on every child and every detail that you can imagine. Uh, health, uh, their walk with Christ and where they're at with that, information on their family. I mean, they dot every I across every T. It is done so well. I, I was just blown away to hear her, her explanation and walk through that on, uh, on how, uh, you know, and all this is derived for their, for their drive, for their love, for Christ and the gospel and to get the good news out. Uh, and it's just done so well across the board. So uh, two thumbs up for those guys. Like I said, I, I thought that they did good things and I knew that they did, uh, but, but now it's, uh, it's on another level. There's not an organization like them that does this. Uh, it, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Uh, you know, I went over there with the, just, I wanted to come up with, with one question. What would be a question that I could ask uh, every parent that I come in contact with that their child is a part of this church and, and with compassion? Uh, and it was, I just, I wanted to leave it kind of vague just to see where, where their answer went. Uh, and the, the question was, uh, what benefits do you see from your child being a part of this local church uh, with, with compassion? 
Um, and I have a video here that's going to, uh, I just asked this mother this question, and you'll, you'll get a chance to hear her answer. The project has helped my daughter to learn about God, to be more obedient. And also, when she got sick, they got support from the project. They have a very basic uh, health insurance that the government provides to all Peruvians, that is the SIS, CIS, uh, but that only covers very basic sicknesses. Uh, if a kid uh, gets sick, uh, the CIB funds will help them to pay a treatment like cancer or uh, different illnesses that the SIS do not cover. Mm -hmm. So the last part there, she was talking about the child, which her name was Claudia, uh, that she got sick, and they have insurance there that the that the country Peru provides, uh, but it didn't cover it all. So through her being a part of this program, this local church, they were able to cover cover the rest of that. But I don't know if you caught it at the beginning, her very first answer, and without exception across the board, everybody that I asked this question to, this was the first thing that came out of their mouth. They learned about God. Uh, and, and that question was very vague intentionally, but the first thing come out of their mouth, they learned about God. And then this parent, she was, she was pretty pumped up because she followed that up with learning how to be more obedient. What, what parent don't want that, you know? Uh, so just, just phenomenal. Again, I asked that to five or six uh, parents, and, and that was the number one in some way, shape, form, or fashion. They're learning about God. And that just speaks to the heart of this of compassion in these local churches. Of that's that's what it's all about. So, uh, just amazing, just amazing. So next, I got uh, my wife and I. We get to sponsor uh, two children. I got to meet one of them. Uh, this is Miguel, and uh, Kyle. It must be the beards, you know, because uh, because that that joker wouldn't let go of me, uh, and Grant couldn't get a hug. So. Uh, <laughs> It must be the beards, uh, but uh, but no, I tell you what, this little guy, mm, uh, put the lump in your throat uh, when that picture on your refrigerator becomes tangible, uh, when you can hug it, when you can touch it, when you can laugh with it, when you can play with it, uh, it's not a it, it's a soul, uh, and, and that's what's happening in this picture, uh, it's just, just an amazing amazing opportunity we had and you will get that opportunity as well if you sponsor a child in the near future uh, to get to see your child so this this is us leaving and uh, he didn't want to let go on the first one and I didn't want to let go on, on the departure so uh, but just uh, just an amazing time but right after this photo you know you're not you're not only affecting a child that's what I was guilty of I saw a face on a card uh, and on the app I got the app only face I see is his you are affecting a family, a household. In most of these families, I would say all the ones that we come in contact with were unbelievers, to my knowledge. Uh, and so you, you are affecting a family. So feel free when you write your letters to write to mom and dad, uh, to put something in there for mom and dad, because they will see it, I promise you. So after this uh, moment here wrapped up, I stood up, and the father of Miguel stood up, and he said, uh, do you have any suggestions for me? And I didn't know exactly what he meant there, so I just took it from a parenting angle. What suggestions do you have for me? So I just I shared the gospel with him. I said it starts with you knowing Christ and then leading your wife to do the same and then you, you guys together sharing that with your children and raising them in the principles that, that the word of God lays out for us. And uh, just a blank stare on his face. 
And so uh, I was able to pray with him and just pray that God would just, just work through this church and this, uh, this ministry to, to do that. Uh, but just reiterate the point for me in that moment was it is a family. It is more than that, that picture on the, on the refrigerator. So uh, just remember that when you're in contact and, and, and then praying for these families. Uh, the next, next picture is a picture uh, in their home. Got to go to Miguel's home. Uh, on your left is uh, Pastor Dario and his wife, Jenny, uh, and then uh, Miguel's mother, uh, two siblings, and Miguel's father. Um, and this picture represents something massive. So Miguel has only been in the program or part of this church in Compassion for two weeks. And so when I found that out, I was, my wheels started spinning because I've been sending money for more than two weeks, right? Uh, so... Uh, but Miguel, his parents knew that Miguel was part of this, but didn't trust it yet fully. And so Pastor Dario and his wife, Jenny, began just begging God for an open door to get into their home to, to, to first and foremost share the gospel, but then realize that this is the love of Christ. And it goes back to what Grant mentioned in John 13, 35, about our love for each other uh, will speak to others as we're disciples of Christ, and therefore they're, they're intrigued. They want more, right? Uh, that's what that's what stands out about us as believers, and so that's what happened here. Uh, two weeks prior to our being there, uh, Pastor Dario and his wife Jenny were able to get into their home and share that this is this is this is good. Uh, this is good. We want to love on your child, and so this picture just represents. It's just a moment of celebration for me, and I I uh, I captured it for that purpose. Uh, just just an amazing them being in their home is is God opening a door. Because uh, this family does not know Christ. Uh, the basket there you see, that speaks volumes to Compassion's heart. So he, the, a, a guy with Compassion, stayed with us on this trip. But he handed me that basket to give to this family while we're in their home just as a gift. But he said, do not mention Compassion's name. Do not mention it at all. Uh, he said, this is from your church and then the local church here I love. And I just thought, wow, wow. Uh, that speaks to their heart. It's not about compassion. It's about the gospel and sharing the love of Christ with them. Uh, and so that was, just, that was just amazing to me to hear, hear him say that. And, and you didn't see, you know, when we got into the office space there where those folders are, you saw a little bit of compassion stuff on the paperwork, but you don't see compassion on anything. Uh, they're not pointing to compassion. They're, they're pointing to Christ. It was, it was phenomenal. Um, and, you know, I also want to, uh, Kyle and I had a chance to speak with uh, another pastor, Jose, and his wife, which is actually um, uh, brother to Pastor Dario here. He, he shared with us about this program where they help new mothers, just basic stuff that we take for granted. You know, we think uh, parenting comes natural and all that. Well, they help these parents just play with their children. That's one of the things. Learn how to play with their kids because it's just all... Um, not a whole lot of affection there, and, and they, they just help them learn how to parenting. That's one of the programs that's, that some of these churches do. And uh, so we're, Kyle and I were talking to the pastor and his wife at one of the churches where this happens, and uh, we talked about, is this something that church members can be a part of? And she said, yeah, yeah, they can, but, but we target the unreached. We target the ones that aren't a part of it. So just their heart for reaching the unreached was just, it was just phenomenal. Uh, the next thing I have is um, just want to 
um, drive home the idea of when you write your child, first off, write your child, all right? Write your child. We saw child, we saw homes that don't receive letters, uh, haven't received them. Grant spoke to it. Uh, Another church that was with us on this trip that they did the same thing. One of the pastors said, give me names of each of these child and tell me who sponsors them because I'm going to go home and tell them to write their kids. Uh, it is an impact on, on this child and on this family that you have no idea. Uh, so write your child. Don't, don't say that it, you checked a box and everything's good when that auto draft comes out or whatever, 38 bucks a month. That's scratching the surface. Uh, there's so much more, more potential there than that. So you're reaching an entire family. So just keep that in mind. Uh, a lot of you sponsor children. Uh, you're going to get the opportunity to do what we did coming soon. So y'all just uh, stay tuned for the details on that. And thank you all so much for just having the heart to do this. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing to see what God does when we follow him. And so uh, thank you guys. So Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to put that on the screen there for you. Therefore, as God's chosen people, Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This word compassion, it's so massive, and we got to see that being lived out. And our church took this call seriously here in our community to go reach another city in Peru. And it was just so incredible to behold, to see the compassion of Jesus being shared there. We challenged you guys to do three huge things Three huge things. And the first one was this. We challenged you to sponsor every child available living in extreme poverty that Compassion International has identified in Cerro, Colorado. And if you'll think back to September of last year, if you were here on that Sunday, it was one of the most remarkable days in the grand history of our church as so many of you got up and immediately on that day, sponsored over 150 kids in that city. So, so beautiful. In fact, when I left, I don't know how many of you last week said, hey, if you see my my, my kid, his name's Ricardo, tell him hello, you know, and Facebook and social media, if you see this little guy, tell him hello. So I stood up before all of them and I said, hola. I told them all hello from you. It was awesome. But it's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think we had a picture uh, coming up here in the classroom this, this facility that they get to come and they get to learn about Jesus. They get to eat good, nutritious food. They get to learn how to care for their bodies. Small things like brushing their teeth. They're learning these skills that they need in their lives. Learning how to interact with others well and how to take care of themselves and make good choices with their bodies. And again, the gospel over and over again being proclaimed into their lives, experiencing medical care uh, as they need it on a regular basis is just so, so beautiful. For, so for just a second, if you're one of those people that sponsored one of the 150 in Central Colorado, would you just lift your hand like, like that's me? Go for it. Awesome. Beautiful. 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 Listen, 150 kids over that. Their lives are being forever changed. Here's a really cool thing, church. If you're hearing this, you're like, hey, I wasn't there on that day, or I'm new to this church, and this is so exciting, and I want to be a part of it. As the local church and Compassion identifies more kids in that community that need to be sponsored, we will find out about that firsthand, and we'll be able to give you opportunity to join in in sponsoring a child at $38 a month and changing their life now and changing their life forever through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So thank you for sponsoring all of those kids. The other thing that we challenged our church to do was to plant a church. We got to be a part of planting this church in Cerro, Colorado. 
Let me give you a little backstory. Um, we're going to put a picture up there of Pastor Dario because I want his face to be in your heart and your mind. I want you to pray for him and the many others that serve there. Let me tell you how this happened. About three years ago, Pastor Dario was sent out by his church in another city to go plant a church in this city, Cerro, Colorado. He went on faith, believing that God was going to provide and God was going to do good work that he had called him to do. Well, in their planning and their preparing to do everything, they were um, making decisions on how to move forward. And one of the things that they were able to do was to secure some land in which he and his family were going to be able to plant rice and then harvest the rice, be able to provide better for their family and hopefully for provide in moving forward with the church plant. There was no sponsorship with Compassion International yet, nor with Stadia, which is the church planting organization that we've partnered with, nor with us. God just called them and he went by faith. They took out a loan from the bank to be able to have enough money to purchase everything they needed to plant so that they then in turn could receive a harvest. Well, they took out the loan, they planted, but the harvest failed, the crop failed. And when the crop failed, they did not know what they were going to do. They didn't know how they were going to provide for their family. They didn't know how they were going to move, be able to move forward with the church plant. And that's when God created this partnership and brought them into partnership with Compassion and Stadia and then us. And hearing Pastor Dario use these two words over and over about planting a church, and they are two very true words when it comes to planting a church. It doesn't matter if you're doing that in Benton or Nashville or Northwest Arkansas or Peru. It doesn't make any difference. Hard work. And he talks about the hard work and how hard it was and how they believed that God would provide and how he praised God that through compassion and stadia in our church, the way has been provided. But then he followed it up and said, you know what? If God would not have chosen to provide through you, he would have chosen to provide some other way. And it just reminded me so vividly that God is their provider and God is our provider. And as we are faithful to do what he's called us to do, whether it's being a husband or a father or a mom or going to work every day, whatever it is God's put in front of you, just working hard and trusting that God will be our provider is so very, very important. And so they're seeing now a spiritual harvest of souls. The crop may have failed, but the spiritual harvest is taking place. This next picture is of our team praying over their team. Uh, Pastor Dario, his wife Jenny, and others that are serving there. So the local church does all of this work. They are the ones that are pouring into these kids, that are teaching them, that are feeding them, that are providing all of this hard work for them. And it's just a beautiful thing to get to pray over them and ask God to bless them as they are serving there. And then you're going to see another picture here of the building project. Um, I think it's kind of really zoned in there, and you saw some of the others. We're going to see a, a video in a minute that depicts this better. This building is absolutely beautiful. Uh, you saw some of their living conditions. Every home that I went to all week long, every home, dirt floor, dirt floor, dirt floor. Neatly swept. I don't know how that works, but neatly swept, dirt floor, neat homes, but uh, bricks that are a lot of times made out of mud and dirt floors and a roof. If they're lucky, it's kind of a corrugated material uh, or some other type of thatch. And yet this building that we were able to help um, provide finances to build is just absolutely incredible. I'm not making this up when I tell you that if God had me living in Cerro, Colorado, I could not be more excited to have my kid go to school in this beautiful facility that we've been able to help provide. It's just absolutely 
incredible. So we challenge you to sponsor every child. You did that. We challenge you to help us plant a church. And by the way, we were able to do that with $87,000 that was given so generously in and through our church. And then the third thing that you're going to be able to do very soon, and we just got to do, is to go there yourself and meet your child on a mission trip to Peru. Now, the odds are probably not every single one of you will be able to go, but I think a lot of you will be able to go. And we're going to be uh, planning these trips in the near future. And, man, it's just so incredible to meet these kids, to see where they are, and to know how to pray for them and to be a part of their lives. Um, you probably saw them on video, but I'm going to take the moment since I'm up here and nobody else can tell me what to do right now and show you this picture because these are the kids that our family sponsors. Um, on your right, kind of up top there, that little guy's name's Junior. I mean, how aptly named is that kid? That's a Junior, isn't it? He's so cool. He's three, and this little girl right here, her name is Rose. She is three year old, three years old as well. They are not related, um, but Junior, that's his mom, um, Juana, and then it's Rose. This is her mom, Pamela, and wow, it was just absolutely incredible to meet them and to speak into their lives and to talk uh, to them and get to know uh, how they're doing. One thing I found myself taking the opportunity to say, whether it was with one-on-one or a group, anytime I had the opportunity to speak, I spoke what I knew they were hearing. And a couple of the churches we were in, the churches have been in existence for quite a while. You know, they've heard this incredible message of the gospel, but I just spoke it again over them. I spoke over them the truth that Jesus loves them and that Jesus died for their sins and that Jesus came back from the dead. And listen, when you write your letters, I want to encourage you to speak that word of hope over and over and over again. I don't just tell my kids about the gospel one time. I tell them over and over and over again. And church, I tell you over and over and over again that Jesus died for your sins and that Jesus came back from the dead. Why? Because that is our message That is our message of hope. That is the good news. That is why we live. That is why we breathe. That's why we gather. That's why we go. And so it's just an incredible experience to meet these little ones. Um, I think this next picture is um, myself and little Junior. And yes, he was pretty in awe of my beard. Um, Most men there don't or can't grow beards. It's very hot for one reason. And so he was just all up in it all the time. It was just incredible. And again, there's his mom, Juana. We're kind of in their back kind of back area of the house right there, and just seeing what um, difference that God was making in and through their life, through the local church, just loving them and teaching them about Jesus over and over again. Again, we've posed this question, what if God used us to change a city? And God is doing that. Now, let me remind you, we're not changing the city. Jesus is changing the city. I want to show you this video. You saw a portion of a minute ago, but it's just incredible. We're kind of coming um, from the outside of this town. In this area, there's about 5,000 people that they'll be able to reach out to. And as we come out from the fields into the edge of the town, you're going to see some of the dwellings and the kind of shape that they're in, which is typical all over that area. And as we keep panning back, you're going to see this bright blue, beautiful building that is there. And the word that just kept popping up over and over again amongst ourselves and the team of people that were with us, including the compassion people that were there who see this all the time. They said it's such a bright spot in the city. 
It just kind of glows. It's a light. Someone came out of first service and said it looked like a beacon, and it did. It just stands out in that community, and we were able to help provide this. And God is using that facility as a tool, and he's using the music that they play as a tool, and he's using the Compassion Project as a tool to help people come to know about Jesus. I want you to look at Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 13, 14, and 15 together. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 13, 14, and 15. It says, For God is working in you. In who? You. Well, if I'm reading that and you're reading that, we got to flip that and say me, right? God's working in you. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, he's working in you and on you and wants to work through you. God is working through me. God is working through you. God is working through us. God is working through Pastor Dario, his wife Jenny, and the others that are serving there, and all the team of people that are there working and loving on these kids. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. In and of myself, my desires are selfish. It's just who I am. Maybe that's not the way you're wired, but I'm always thinking about me. What can I get? What can come my way? What can I grab a hold of? And it says, God's working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So as God is giving me the desire to do something that pleases him, that's supernatural. As God is giving you the desire to do something that pleases him, that's supernatural. And as he's giving you the power to do something that pleases him, it is supernatural. God is doing something supernatural in and through our church. God is doing something supernatural in and through the church in Cerro, Colorado. And it goes on now in verse number 14. Do everything, everybody say everything, without complaining and arguing. We just need to stop there and preach for a while, right? Like, I'm going to quote that verse to my kids over and over and over again, and then they're going to pay attention, and they're going to quote it back to me, right? Do everything without complaining and arguing. Everything? What is everything? Let's think about this a minute. Okay, we could talk about going to church, but, I mean, you know, for an hour, we can put it all together, right? I mean, we can, we can kind of hold it together for an hour. Let's talk about everything. Let's talk about the dishes at the house. Uh-oh. Let's talk about the laundry just a minute. Let's talk about getting up and going to work tomorrow. All right, let's talk about practice tomorrow night. Everything. Wow, this is the calling. Again, if we can accomplish this, it's supernatural. God working in us. Verse 15. So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. That can only happen through the power of Jesus Christ. But as we're doing that, it goes on to say, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. So the church there and the people there within that church are just obviously shining like bright lights in Cerros, Colorado. I mean, they just are. Their lives are radically different from those that are around them. The facility is radically different than those that are around them. And they're shining like a bright light in a very dark place. Our church is helping that light shine into a place that is crooked and perverse and that is dark. But here, I want you to catch this. 
Our world here, we may have better structures that we live in and better vehicles that we hop into and better things that we adorn ourselves, but where we live is just as crooked and perverse and dark as it is in that little town in Peru. And God has given me and God has given you an opportunity to shine bright like a light. Why? So they'll know that we're better than they are? No, so that they can experience a better way of life. God wants them to see his transformational power in our lives. And this is God's calling on us to shine like bright lights in a world that is full of perverse and crooked people. We want others to experience the power and the life change of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in this little city, in this um, field, uh, you know, just area of fields and mountains surrounded in Cerros, Colorado, man, we want them to experience the gospel. But we want people here to experience the gospel as well. And God is working in you, and God is working on you, and God wants to work through you to bring this hope to those that are around you. Your neighbors, your friends that are walking in darkness, that as they see you living your life in a better way by the power of the gospel, they can experience it too through the power of the gospel. Jesus is the hope of Cerro, Colorado, Peru. Um, I don't know how many times I said this while we were gone. Because again, if I'm not careful, I can totally mess this whole thing up and start thinking that like, I'm the provider for that little guy or that little girl over there in Colorado. I, I can start thinking that, man, our church is the one that provided for that church in that city. And I'm here to tell you, we are not the provider. God is the provider. And I told them that over and over again. And I'm here to tell you, church, he is our provider here as well. Some of you think, well, I'll get my paycheck on Friday. Listen, your workplace is not your provider. God is your provider. We trust in him and in him alone. If he chooses to use a workplace in which to pass it through to us, so be it. But praise be to God for it. And so we need to be reminded over and over again that he is the provider and that he is our hope. And just as Jesus is the hope, of Cerro, Colorado, Peru. Jesus is the hope of Benton and Saline County. Jesus is our hope. He's our hope of our friends and our neighbors. And I pray that he's your hope. So let me say something to you that maybe you've heard before. And if you're listening, you've already heard it this morning, but you can't miss it. Jesus loves you so much. So much that he was willing to die for your sins, and for your transgressions. And if you've got a list like mine, it's a lot of them. And he died for all of the evil things that we've done. But he didn't stay dead. He came back from the dead three days later, and he overcame death. He overcame our sin, and he's alive today, and he has the ability, the power, and the desire to forgive our sins if we will simply acknowledge who he is what he has done, our sin, and allow him to cleanse us and to make us different forever. And I'm looking at a bunch of people in this room that have believed in that truth, and that's what's changed our life. Amen, church? That's, that, he is our hope. He is our savior. He is our rescuer. And if you've never experienced the difference and the life change that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone can bring, we want you to receive him. We want him to be 
your hope. So in just a moment, we're going to wrap up our time. I'm going to pray in just a moment. After this prayer, we're going to invite you to stand. There's going to be some things that you can do during this prayer. Uh, one of those is you can respond this morning to Jesus. Maybe like you're hearing the gospel. Maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you're hearing it fresh and new today, and you just realize, you know what? I need Jesus to be my hope and my Savior. We want to invite you to receive Jesus as your Savior. Our pastors will be up here. We can talk with you, pray with you, and point you to Jesus. Maybe Jesus is your hope, but you're in the midst of something right now, and you need him to be your hope today. A fresh and new, like he's your Lord and he's your Savior, but you're just facing some stuff. You're wrestling with some stuff. And if we need to pray with you and for you, we'd be glad to pray with you and for you. It's also going to be an opportunity for you to make a decision. Uh, a lot of you are sponsoring these kids, and it's a beautiful thing. But I want to encourage you to take this time just to say, God, you know what? I'm not just going to send some money their way every month, but I'm going to speak the gospel into their lives on a regular basis. It's as, simply as, it's as simple as downloading an app or using the, the papers that are coming in the mail that you can write a letter back. And when you do that, you can tell them about yourself and what the weather's like and who you're cheering for and who won the Super Bowl and whatever. I don't care. It's great. Talk to them. About that. They think all stuff's interesting, but speak the gospel into their lives. Tell them what they're hearing on a regular basis through their pastors and their teachers in that church. Reinforce, reinforce the truth of the gospel. God wants to use you to change their life forever. So would you just now just say, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to get, make that a regular rhythm of my life, just speaking the truth of the gospel into these kids that I sponsor. It's also going to be an opportunity for you to give. Man, generosity is something we value within our church. It's something that uh, we just are because we are believers. God is a generous God. Therefore, we do our best to be generous people. And we're able to do amazing things in and through our city and in other places around the world because of the generosity of all of us coming together and saying, God, we want to give. And there's a lot of different ways that you can give. Uh, as the offering bucket passes this morning, you also can give online. You can give on our app. And you can automate your give. Autom Automate your giving. Spit that out kind of funny. So you're going to have an opportunity to pray, an opportunity to give, also an opportunity to turn in your communication card. We'd love for you to turn that in and an opportunity to worship.